So what I what I, I want to tell everyone, doesn't matter what you're going through life, how many people in your corner, doesn't matter if you have four people or, or if you have over 4,000 people, don't get yourself in that st- stuck in that rabbit hole because if you do, you're pushing away everyone that's there for you. That four people, you push them away. Those 4,000, you push them away, and now you're stuck, and you don't know how to get yourself out of it. So don't do that. Get yourself on the ups and let people know what's going on. And like I said, it doesn't matter what you're going through life. Just keep on trucking. Keep moving forward. Showing this disease or say you have anxiety disease or, or whatever you have got going on, who's boss? This is the Buffalo Community Podcast, all about the greatest small town in the USA, the people in it, and how it all works together. Here are your hosts, Tyler Reese and Mark Benzer. All right, let's talk about it. Um, So 310 guest. You've been a guest of ours in each of our studio locations, and oh yeah, so we're from over by Target. There, we're at, trying to ditch you. Yeah, yeah I swear. <laughs> next to the liquor store here yeah. in town, now yeah. you're in the, right. in the movie theater. Yeah, then we were too close to the liquor store, so we could get a little further away. I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, we're super glad that you're able to come in, and obviously, you know, literally glad that you're here. here. Like literally, exactly. Um, I think we could talk a long time we do have a a heart we got about a 20 minute time constraint but we're going to try to pack a lot of we can definitely a lot of podcast into 20 minutes so joe you know last time you were on you were cancer free correct and then you got some bad news and now things you know you're getting some good news and so like i'm just going to turn it over to you and you can cut loose so um now 25 days uh, on December 5th, um, we met up with my Dr. Holton at the University of Minnesota. And, uh, and the prior week before that, we did a uh, bone marrow biopsy. And that was number 52 in five and a half years. Yeah, 52 bone marrow biopsies. And so um, after we saw, and I did a PET scan too as well and all that. And so... Uh, when we met with Dr. Holton the following week with my mom and my friend Sabrina, uh, they, um, my Dr. Holton's like, dude, I don't know what it is, but man, you're some sort of beast. I go, why? And she was like, check this out. And she showed us the, the scan. So back in August, I was little, my body was lighting up like a, like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Well, Christmas came early and my birthday present came early. And now a lot of things are shrinking. And the weird thing is, so when I was first told that my cancer came back and she had a game plan of doing light chemo um, in my spine, um, and which we still do once a month, and a uh, drug that I did four years ago called Intuzumab. Again, we do that once a month. It's basically the same day. So like next week on the third, I'll be getting all that treatment done. It was supposed to be for a softer landing. And well, that softer landing has decreased a lot of things, and literally things are d- either gone or things are still there, but it has basically de- uh, decreased, which is just a complete godsend. It was just like so many power prayers from all of you guys from all over the United States and all over the world, actually. Yeah. That everyone knows my story out in Europe and whatnot. I mean, I've just been blessed with such a great, great team. But uh, like I said, it. it, it 
in between all that, though, before finding out all this, um, like I said, we'd, my family and I and myself um, been traveling, which has been great to see friends and go explore Alaska and go see friends down in, in Georgia, South Carolina, and still represent the, the, the cancer world in South Carolina during a um, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society um, light the night out there. And then I did one over here in September in St. Paul at Herod Island, and I was up on the stage with my mom, and I was nominated to be up there, and it was just a very cheerful, but yet, it was sad, but it was a good sad, but in a sad way, like I said, back in September, it, it was hard, but, um, and then uh, things are just been, were like, escalating on the good side and like they're just like watching my num my blood numbers and those right now are steady they're not like low but they're not high they're just steady <laughs> but uh like i said i've been just been feeling so great between all of this between the last three to six months and just doing things and being nominated through the lls and not only was i nominated before i went down to dc um but i was also um my mom was also uh, as a um caretaker so she got an award that night as well and so i got an award for um through the ls called the uh, uh, blood uh blood award i have a little tr little glass trophy and so and then she got herself like a plaque as well but uh, a lot of great things are coming out a lot of great people um another cool story um i have i forgot to grab it i got a little platform i'm uh, can i grab it real quick yeah hold no. on a second I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <clears throat> Every time Joe, you come in here, it's uh, it's phenomenal to hear the change and and actually, I think you've and take this however way you'd like it. You've looked completely different. I think the three times that you're here, and I think we we've, we've caught you in a couple of different stages of how well you're feeling. Oh yeah. Um, you know whether it was. I think you came in right after you had COVID yep. one time. Yeah, I did. And and so. Anyway, you're looking good today. Well, thank um, you. Let's thank go to you. what your so, platform is. So my um, cousin, uh, Mark Lukaczewski, and his wife, Natalie, they live out in D.C. area. And so that was my last, like, real trip. I was like, heading down to Chicago for Christmas and all that. But more or less, I was out in D.C. right after uh, uh, Thanksgiving and all that. And so he's a lobbyist in, in the healthcare area. And so he set up a, an appointment with Tom Emmer, who is our state representative out there. And so we met up with Tom Emmer, and m with most politicians, they usually give you about five minutes. He gave me 35 minutes of his time. So we talked about the cancer world. We talked about his, his, wife, or his uh, sister lo uh, losing to that battle 20 years ago to breast cancer. And then we talked about mine, and then we did the whole um, uh, pictures together, and we did my flag, my Jojo Tough flag together mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, Joe, your story is amazing. We're going to do something really, really cool for you. I'm like, oh, what's that, Tom? And then, <laughs> yes, Tom. Not congressman, but I said, yeah. Tom. Because <laughs> You're like, I think I've deserved this well, one, right, Tommy. Well, when I first met him at the, at the door, he's like, Tom Emmer? I'm like, Joe Motlow? And we both like kind of gave each other the, the arm slap, like shake. Yeah. yeah. And my cousin's like, oh, my gosh. And he still keeps on calling him Tom. Tom, this one. We're like, Joe, Tom, Joe, Tom. Yeah. Back yeah. and forth and all that. And he's just like, what the heck? Like, he should be like... But uh, long story short, um, Tom Emmer, Congressman Tom Emmer, um, was like, we're going to make this platform really cool for you. And I thought it was going to be like a digital thing. 
and it's going to be in the record uh, con congressional uh, record library for life. I go, oh, that's so cool. I'm so thankful. Like, I just thought it was like a digital thing. Sure. Well, about a week or two later, oh, also, he said that he was going to read it on the floor over there at the Capitol. So then a week later, I was introduced, or I had this at my mailbox. That camera, Luke? So that's a stamp and sealed. Yep. You got to feel it. Like, it's okay. for real, for real. Embossed. Nice. Yep. And then inside... Dun, 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 hey, hey. is Check. basically the whole platform and apparently my mom and my cousin were behind on on this so my mom wrote a, pe uh, a piece on this I'll let you guys take a quick little look and then she uh, emailed it back to my cousin and my cousin emailed that to Tom Emmer's uh, office and uh, he wrote a little something in there and like I said, it's number 183. It's going to be for life, for life again, in the Congressional Library out there in D.C. So he's got a copy, and I got my copy. Cool. That's pretty cool. And like I said, it was just like, wow. Like, it's actually legit real. Yeah. So, you know, you've... You've done a lot in the last six months since we've since we've seen you. Yep. I, I've seen you on on Facebook. You've gone skydiving. You, oh, skydiving! I recommend you, it to people. Like, honestly, <laughs> overcome your fears. No like, thanks. Uh, honestly, <laughs> sorry. It sounds crazy, but you gotta do it. You just yeah. got like you're gonna be so proud of yourself afterwards. You're like, heck yeah, I finally beat my fear. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna ask it. It's gonna be a very very personal question. I mean, because yep. when when the doctor had the doctor ever given you that timeline before? Um, in the last five and a half years? Yes. So when I was very first sick over at Methodist Hospital, um, I was told by uh, my doctor team over there um, that I had three months to live if I had a certain marker. And this marker is called the Philadelphia chromosome. So if I had that, that would have been like my three-month deal. And then um, there's been times where I was ready to give up. Um, when I first got out of the hospital from the Methodist, or U of M, I should say, um, I was sicker than a dog. I mean, I was just, like, picking up blood. It was just, I w I, it was bad. And I lost 40 pounds after I just gained back the 30 pounds I lost before. I lost 40 pounds. And between my mom and my good friend Tim Miller, they're like, Joe, you cannot give up. Like, you got too many people rooting for you. You cannot give up. So I didn't give up. And then... Uh, on my 39th birthday, um, I basically had my whole family come over to my place out in New Hope. And on the 18th, because I just got out of the, uh, let's see here, I came back home from Seattle and then had COVID, but, or no, I didn't have COVID then. Came back from Seattle and I felt super, super weak and just drained and tired. And on my 39th birthday, I wasn't sure if I was going to wake up or not. And I woke up, and there was a line of cars outside my place wishing me happy birthday and all that, including my brother. There was like 30 cars of people just honking with signs. It was just so great. And then, uh, like I said, this this past, you know, having that month of three to six months. So this might sound kind of selfish on my end, I wasn't afraid to die because I, I literally almost died back in uh, February with pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And I was back in the hospital on that. And then on May 3rd, as you all know, I, I almost died from loss of blood 
where I lost uh, four pints of blood, and your body holds up to eight. And so when I showed up, and I basically puked and rallied out and other end, and my mom found me, like my bathroom looked like a murder scene. Ugh. And so it was very hard for her to see all that. And so when I sh when we showed up by uh, an ambulance um, over there at the U of M, um, everyone knows me over there. So like JoJo, like how are you still alive? Your body holds up to eight pints of blood. You lost four, and you should be technically be dead. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm like, I don't know. I just wanted to live, and so I just kept trucking and trucking. Now. I have a crazy story too. So that major bleed, my mom and I were doing a lot of like math of why my cancer came back for the sixth time. So while I was in the hospital, um, we did a scan, right? On that May 3rd. And so we did a scan to see what was wrong. And then I got out of the hospital, we met with my uh, new liver and kidney doctor. And uh, he's like, Joe, um, you know, you got these little spots in there, but we're not quite sure what they are. But here's what's going on, and then they also put in these bands on my, um, oh my gosh, I forgot what what these certain like lines of, of blood, but vessels, but uh, or veins, uh, Varese's vein, Varese's vein. So they put these bands, tie them up, and hold them up, and so to kind of refix everything. And so, um, and then by June, those spots grew to about three percent. And then after we heard about that. And my mom and I both looked at each other and looked at the doctor, like, because he's like, I'm like, are these cancer spots? He goes, no, I'm not going to rule them out as cancer. But my mom and I both are like, hey, we know these are cancer. Yeah, like we've been here before. We've been yeah. here before. But we didn't say that to him. We were just like, all right, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll roll with it. And so we got, and then he wanted us to set up an appointment for a kidney biopsy. And then after we left, we got in the car and both basically we said, I'm screwed, you're screwed, like, we have no other options. I mean, there was nothing out there. Yeah. I mean, I've done everything from here to Seattle. I've done, I couldn't tell you how many amounts of, of chemo, uh, between the two therapy drugs and the, and the CAR-T, CAR I've done two diversions of those in the past five and a half years. So, um, and then July came, and we found out that my cancer came back for the sixth time, and basically my body was lit, lit up even more. Sure. It's everywhere. It was, it was in my kidneys too, and which is a tough spot. And so that was where most of my cancer is at. It's in my kidneys. So the reason why we can't do uh, radiation because basically it'd be like putting a stick on a grill. You're just basically frying them up, and there's, there's nothing to it. Um, everyone keeps asking, why don't you do a uh, transplant? Well, I can do a transplant, but then check this out. So say I get a kidney from you and a kidney from you, Tyler, and within like say that gives me another four to five months, or it gives me like three to five months to live. Great, cool. But say in the three months yours goes out, yes, you can live on one liver or one kidney, but then say all of a sudden yours starts going out, and now we're starting to look for a another donor. But in between all that, between the surgeries of opening me up, closing me up, and all that, I can lose blood and die on the surgery table. Mm -hmm. So we don't definitely don't want that to happen. So like I said, we ran out of options. And then, so I've just been like continuing on and just trying to, you know, stay not like in a in a rabbit hole and more just adventuring, going to Alaska, doing this, doing that, and all that fun stuff. And so, <clears throat> now the selfish end. Like I said, I wasn't scared to die when I heard that. 
I was more sad for all of you guys and everyone from all over that I know. Mm-hmm. Because I've built such a, sorry. That's right, that's buddy. A relationship with you guys all. Yeah. And that's always the hardest part. Like, he said, I'm not scared to die. But I'm more sad for all of you. So that's what I'm saying. It's like more selfish end. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I th- I think you, des- you deserve to be selfish, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> I think just hearing the story and the bravery and just the compassion you have for everybody else that has that compassion for you and your mom. Yep. I mean, you you deserve you deserve it. You deserve that selfishness. And I think anybody that hears your story, you're like, man, how does Joe stay so selfless? Right. In providing all this for everybody. Yeah, and so I just like I said. That mentality is it, not everyone can get on that page. Yeah. You know, like I said, I mean, everyone has beaten death sometime in their life and all that, but with having cancer and being told that. And so, actually, ironically, today, uh, this morning, a friend of mine named Curtis Fr- uh, Franks, uh, he's 66. And so he just actually found out yesterday that he was cancer free uh, yesterday. And, and so today was his birthday and all that. Um, but um, when he went through his bone marrow transplant um, a few months ago, he was told that after the bone marrow transplant, not everyone his age can live that long. And so he's got, they told him that he's got 100 days to live if he can make it. Well, he's still here, and I was able to celebrate his birthday and his celebration of life, basically, like, saying, yeah. hey, fuck you, cancer. It's our foreign language. That's right. <laughs> but, That's right. I was, was going to kind of ask every time you go back to the hospital and you look at that doctor and you go, he's still here. Yeah, and so and she, and so I, when I, when she told me that, I go, uh, doctor, hold on, I'm just trying to be a badass like you because she's a, um, a gym rat, and, and so... I'm like, I'm just trying to follow in your footsteps and staying strong. Yeah. And so, but uh, she's she's an amazing woman. She even came to my celebration of life. And so, and along with many others and all that back in uh, August there. Yeah. And so, but uh, like I said, it, it's something that it's a different entity for people. But for women, I can understand it's a, it's a hard thing because they're losing everything from their hair to their chest to their ovaries. It's a whole other entity. So I, I understand that. And for us guys, you know, we look good bald, I guess. And so, mm-hmm. but um, we just got to keep powering through and, and showing everyone. So now going forward now, so last year, January, I was like, sweet, made to one year. I'm going to be, I turned 40. So what my goal was back in January of, of this year was to start up my own foundation, the Georgia Tough Foundation. And what they would what we do is basically help provide uh, services, meaning uh, if you want to just do something on your bucket list, it's something you've never done before, and I know what to do, and I've got the right people in the right direction um, on things. Or if they want to know how to raise money for themselves, you know, and whatnot. And it doesn't matter what kind of cancer you have, I would be there providing that service for you. Mm-hmm. And then um, also some friends of mine um, run part of a church at the Lord of Life over there in uh, Brooklyn Park, off of 169 there. And I was going to start up like once a month, um, something called the Four C's. Nothing with my JoJo Tough logo on there. It's gonna be, it would be called um, cookies, conver- wait, cookies, Coffee, Conversation, Cancer. 
And so it'd be like an AA group, an AA group for cancer people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they need, so I would tell my story, and then they would tell me about their stories. And d- again, it doesn't matter what kind of cancer. And so, and they would run from between like six to eight o'clock at night. And if things got bigger, then they add more days to the month, you know. Mm-hmm. And if things got even more bigger, you know, probably more days of 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 these conversations and all that with people. And if things got even bigger um i would invite my mom and hear from have people hear from her end and then and then eventually he have other people's caretakers and hear from their end yeah and so and then things got even bigger uh (laughs) we were gonna do like a youtube page and so we would get that up and started and so to the moon to the moon yeah to the moon (coughs) when What's been the most surprising thing? I mean, as you're going through this journey, and it's been a long one, and again, it sounds like you've been close a couple of times, and I don't, I don't mean to kind of shine that, but no. I feel like we, yep, we you said been, ask. Yeah. You know, what's been the most surprising thing that, you know, as, as you face this? There's so many, but um, just, I don't even where to start on that. I mean, that's a good question. Uh, but I think just more of seeing that things are dissipating. I guess that'd be the number one thing. Yeah. That things are dissipating. Yeah. And so, but uh, like I said, just a lot of great surprises out of everyone from yeah. all over. I mean, or just going on hunts. Like with my buddy Tim, I finally got my first real big buck nice. on his property. And so, um, and then coming up in January, um, January 12th to the 15th, I went down to the Dallas area. And friends of mine invited me to go down there with them because they got friends that live down. They got a buddy that lives down there to go hog hunting. Nice. That'd Is that fun. like the hog hunting that you do out of helicopters? Yeah, we're not gonna do it on a helicopter. So his friend owns land. Sure. So I'm either gonna be like in a tree stand or a hog stand, whatever, and then or a back of a truck. I don't. I don't know <laughs> how how this is gonna line up. Whatever happens in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very fun. So you were given three to six months, and. How do you balance like living life as if you're going to live forever and living life kind of like that song, uh, live like you're dying, right? Live like you're dying. So, right, knowing that you know, I don't know if they've given you new timelines, right? So obviously that leaves a lot of questions, right? Yeah. So, does three to six months turn into six to twelve, or does or so? How do you live life according like to like? It might be another year, or it might be when I'm 80. It might be. I mean, basically, with all those in in hand, I mean, yeah, I was dealt with another crappy set of cards, but at the same time, I'm bypassing every single card. And like I said, I mean, I'm throwing down ace after ace after ace after ace. And right now, like, you know, Dr. Holmes doesn't know. We don't know. Mm -hmm. And so we're just kind of day by day, live, live like I'm dying. Kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not gonna die. Yeah, that's kind you of know, I know, I know you well, have, I know you have an appointment after this. Yeah, but that's so fine. Like I said, I mean, I'll, I'll give him a, a, a shout later here and let him know I'm running a little late. But yeah, I, what, one thing I'd, I'd, I would like is just like when you look into a camera. Kind of, I think we've done this every single time. Uh, one of the five cameras here, but just that that message to to people. Because I think it's an appropriate time because we're we're coming into the new year, and I know not everybody's dealing with cancer, right? But 
they might be dealing with some type of struggle. Just kind of everybody's ready for a renewed vigor of something, you know. Right. So what I what I, what I want to tell everyone doesn't matter what you're going through life, how many people in your corner doesn't matter if you have four people or if you have over four thousand people. Don't get yourself in that st- stuck in that rabbit hole because if you do, you're pushing away everyone that's there for you. That four people, you're pushing them away. Those four thousand, you're pushing them away, and now you're stuck and you don't know how to get yourself out of it. So, don't do that. Get yourself on the ups and let people know what's going on. And like I said, doesn't matter what you're going through life. Just keep on truck and keep moving forward. Showing this disease, or say you have anxiety disease, or or whatever you have got going on, who's boss? As long as you don't cause and create drama between your loved ones or your closest friends or just even an acquaintance, don't do that. Get yourself out of the rabbit hole and keep moving forward and showing you, showing yourself and showing many others that same path. Because if you go down the rabbit hole, no one's going to believe, going to help you out, and you're going to be a pain in their butt. And just don't think negative. Think positive. Keep moving forward. Yeah. 2023, it's coming, and you're going to improve the world how strong you really are yeah joe thank you for coming in we always appreciate it and one congrats we're this is our first time recording in this new studio yes you're you are a three-peat champ (laughs) every single (laughs) where but next time you're on we'll probably still be here so yeah well thank uh, you very much gentlemen so again thank you um for the buffalo community podcast i'm tyler reese i'm mark benzer whoa hey keep hanging 10 keep hanging 10 Thanks for listening to the Buffalo Community Podcast, produced by Edlin Media. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts.